Broadcasting in HD Radio. Worldwide. 365. Mobile app power. Giddy Loud Radio. Be on the show? Why would you let you be on the show? Anyone can call to the okay, show. You need to go somewhere. Anyone. It's not about you. Hey, Auntie, who asked you to enter this conversation? It's a dialogue that elicits emotion, sparks a reaction, and forces you to take action. It's the worth the heck when rants. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this episode are solely those of the author involved and do not necessarily represent those of the Rants Show, Giddy Lounge Radio, or What The Heck Man. Enjoy. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the What The Heck Man Rants. I do this for real as always, reporting to do my duty on the microphone, and I got one question and one question only. What's that, Yeah. 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 And we hang on the corner like a lamppost. My favorite singer, Mr. Vandross. Dean wanna search through my dance boat. Dom take this rent up to the landlord. 95 wins the Hill City champ. Hit over right, got my city stamp. The 439 was my city van. A nigga hella cool, but don't get him, man. Shit, we tryna live the best of it. So take what you need, leave the rest of it. Write your goals down, what you expect from it. Baby on the way, keepin' checks coming. Streets real hard, but the test wasn't. Shoulda went to class with the rest of it. But fuck it, now my name with the best of them. Ooh, he 19 in the leg stuck. Made a right turn on my old street. Niggas outside chilling low key. It's 1247, Mr. Police. Fucking helicopters getting no sleep. Pillow on my head, trying to drown it out. You can call me when you down and out. When the cops come, it's around the house. Crenshaw niggas run the town, I'm out. Please make it home safe. Please make it home safe. Please make it home safe. Make it home safe. Yeah. 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 Dead and in the J's off of August Street. Pops drove a turquoise 280Z. Playing Tracy Chapman, we was watching heat. Shoot out in the alley, make it hard to sleep. 59th and 5th at my granny house. Uncle Reggie spelling shorts on my granny couch. The lesson was never go the attic route. To deal with mines, I probably pulled an automatic out. 60th and 10th, cable with the chip. 12 gauge behind the door, plastic where you sit. I told him I would do it, talked a lot of shit. Came back home after all the trips. Pillow on their head, trying to drown it out. You can still call me if you're down and out. When the cops come and surround the house, Crenshaw niggas run the town, I'm out. Please make it home safe. 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 Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out that the early reports were all wrong. Sorry about that. I guess the only thing we can do now is play you a song. Take a moment to censor yourself and ask yourself that all-important question. How are you doing? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you glad? Are you happy to be alive? Are you thankful? Are you blessed? Welcome to another edition of the What The Heck Man Rants. It's about to be a fun time. If you're listening to the show alone, you're doing it wrong. Tell a friend to tell another friend to tell their ex-boyfriend soon to be divorced husband and sister's wife that the rest show is live. Ladies and gentlemen, let's have some fun tonight. And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? I hope you're good. Um, hope you had a great day. Um, I hear somebody over there that's shouting, even though... She's not allowed me to give her proper introduction again. Uh-uh. Um, Is it every time I have to do Oh, wow. You don't want to be introduced. Let tonight be shouting, I'm a queen. I'm a queen. Okay, no. Introduction yourself. Just, I, you know. should introduce, I should introduction myself. Yes, yeah, since you don't want to be respectful of the situation at hand, you can just introduce yourself. Okay, okay. Introduce myself. <laughs> I mean, by now, this is the ninth, this is the eighth, ninth, whatever episode that I have been on. So you all should know your girl will be up by now. Get used to this beautiful, soulful, mm. just melodic mm-hmm. voice. Is that, <laughs> is that right? Is that but right? But yes, I'm glad to be back with you all this evening. You know, it's a. It's a, it's a rough Monday, but it's Monday nonetheless. We're here, we're we're blessed, so it's gonna be a good show. The things you do for y'all, man, on Mondays. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, it is um, a very you know it's a, it feels like a very heavy day, um, and it's for me. It's actually one of those like you know when something is wrong but you can't tell what it is type of days. Um, even though I know exactly what's wrong. Um, right. Yeah, it's one of those days. But um, it'll get better. and It will get better. And I think, like, ha- have you ever, like, been just, like, sad at the idea that it's going to get better? Like, you know it's going to get better, and you just feel like... You didn't dwell in your sadness enough. Does that make sense? Does that ever happen to you? Uh, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. It's like you, you, you feel like you need ample time to really like be in your emotions, um, and it's just. And sometimes, I mean, I definitely get where you're coming from. It's like we want time to like be in our emotions and and fully feel them and express them and not just worry about it'll get better you know what i mean um you know i i get it i get where you're coming from because like i mean i feel like ultimately you think oh 
the world is going to move on and everyone is going to get over it. And even that itself, like, is a sucky feeling. Like, like on one end, you're like, oh, you know, there's, like, comfort in the fact that you know that this feeling is not going to be forever. But on the flip side, you're like, damn, but, like, how quickly we all, like, snap out of it and move on with our lives is actually scary as well. Exactly. I mean, it, that's a very true point. It can be very scary. Very, very scary. As if, like, almost like we're conditioned not to feel a certain way for too long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I know what you mean. But, but I mean... you know, I, I'm telling you, you should feel however you want to feel for as long as you need to feel it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, shit. Um, I don't know. I feel sometimes I feel bad because like I feel like I've I was raised to like come to terms with my realities quicker than most people and like so I like I don't find myself like sad forever or I don't know, too pressed with like things that I'm not happy about. Um but yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, well, welcome everybody. Um, for those of you that are not listening to the show alone, shout out to you guys. Um, for those people that are trying to distract me in this life, um, God is also watching all of you as well. Um, but from wherever it is that you're listening from, um, go ahead and you know throw a shout out. Tag us on, use the hashtag on Twitter, use the hashtag on Instagram, or tag us on Instagram, um, and let us know. Actually, if you're listening right now, and you're like an Instagram follower, just like put a snap up or something in your story and tag at the Rant Show, and let us know yes. where the rest of you guys are listening from. Because I feel like I always get people who are like, what if you don't have Twitter? Well, if you don't, use your Instagram. And if you don't have that too... <laughs> Jump beside a volcano because I don't know what to do in our life. Um, that's a joke, please. But please don't jump inside the volcano. Don't jump. We, the Rand Show does not endorse jumping. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> what she said. Um, but you know, I was gonna ask you how your weekend was, but then this happened yesterday. Did you did you at least have one positive thing happen? This weekend, I mean, yeah, it was a chill weekend. Like I got to. My friend came in town. We went out for dinner, you know, so that was a good thing. And, you know, my Friday was real chill. My Saturday was chill. My Sunday was chill up until the evening. Like, so, you know, it wasn't a bad weekend overall. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, my cousin was here from New York this weekend. Um, so that was fun to see her. And... I actually went out yesterday and it's really sad because on my way to the party, it was a day party I attended, shout out to Afropolitan, but on my way there, I, I checked my phone and um, I saw the news and I was like, oh, okay, like this sucks, but like, I hope Nipsey makes it through. And then maybe like an hour and a half into the party, I checked my phone again and there were like reports that he was confirmed dead and that 
really, really sucks. And so I guess to start off, you know, rest in peace um, to Nipsey, who will come up again in the course of the conversation today. But I think um, while I don't necessarily spend my time thinking about death or thinking about loss, um, this, if there's any way to go out, it's not this way, but if there's any way to go out and leave a legacy behind, it's this way. Um, for this many people to have positive, you know, accounts of interactions with you, um, of the, of the words you left with them, of the work that you've done. I think that's how, if any of us would pick like what people will say after we die, I'm pretty sure that's how everybody wants to go out. Um, but it's still a very, very like raw and painful thing to experience. It's almost one of those things where like, you know, the result you want to get, but the road there is like tumultuous and painful. Um, so to everyone that's grieving, um, to his wife and his kids. And I think a lot of people are grieving. I think. Yeah. Everyone felt this in some, in some way, shape, or form, and um, it's it's very, very, very sad. Like when I tell you, like when I received the the, what was I doing? I was sitting on my bed, and I was thinking about all the things that I needed to get done, and I was like, okay, like I was pretty much talking to myself, but at the same time, like talking out loud to like God and I was like okay I need to do this like I really want this to happen like for my business I have to get this done you know hopefully by end of this year I can be at this milestone just like talking to myself and like you know reassuring myself and like checking off all the things I need to do and then I go to Google and I'm just like I open up my Google and like Google like shows you like new news when you open up their app and I see Nipsey Hussle confirmed dead at hospital and I was like I was like, what? Like, I was like, excuse me? Like, I, and it, and it's just, like, it took me back. Like, I was just like, I don't know why I'm so overcome with emotion, but, like, in that moment, I was so overcome with emotion. And it wasn't even, like, a couple minutes had passed. I, I started crying. I was crying. And I'm just like, and it's so strange when it's like, you don't know someone personally. You you don't know, you know, it's not like you had some intimate relationship with them. Um, and you may not have even followed them from the beginning of the of their of their um career. But mm-hmm. you still knew who who they were, you still knew what they were doing. And the fact that, you know, they could have that much impact on your on your soul and your heart, like just amaze me you know and I'm just like I I went to sleep sad I woke up sad I literally been in like a a depressed state all day and I'm just like wow like this is so real you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um and every time I talk about it I I end up crying and I think it just goes to show that like energies are very real you know, people talk about energies all the time. And I think this goes to show that energies are very real. The energy that you nurture within yourself, the energy that you 
that you give off to other people, the energy that, that, that follows you everywhere you go is a real thing. And people have to be mindful of that because I think what everyone is feeling is the loss of such a great energy. And that's what Nipsey Hussle was. And I think that's what we're all feeling. I think like you get people who, I mean, I completely agree with you. You get, but you get people who are like, they, they become fans or like admirers when like the person is gone kind of thing. Um, I can't, I'm not just saying this for people in general. I'm talking about myself too. Cause there've been a few people that, you know, maybe like more like, maybe like older, like soul singers, for example, that they've passed away and Twitter has like, let me know. And then I went and like looked up their music cause I'd never heard about them before. But like, this was someone that like you saw him in different ways in passing and like either you watched him in a movie before or you saw him on a show or you knew a project he was on or you listened to an interview like or like you're just a fan of Lauren London and you know that that's who she was with. Like you got to interact with him and in all those different like spaces, like people respected him. People respected what he brought to the table and what he brought to their lives and I think that's just, like, really big. Um, I don't even think it was, like, that he got shot. I think it was just, like, he's just gone. And it, doesn't, it didn't really matter how. And, like, but that just, like, really, really sucks. Um, and it's also, like, I guess part of why there was, like, a lot of heaviness on my mind. And I know that we were supposed to talk about something entirely different today, last week. But, like just taking it back home um there was also reports of a young man that was um basically murdered by um um by the SARS um team I don't even a team they're just like a bunch of animals to be honest it was it was a it was specifically like the group that handles anti-cultic issues yeah. something like that um it was that region of the police enforcement or whatever you want to call it so to i mean to call his name his name is Collade johnson and um his friends used to call him kalo and i don't know i think i think life is hard as it is um to juggle like difficult emotions to juggle like painful experiences you know, setbacks, but like, I think connected to like managing social media, managing your presence on there, I'm actually really tired of being on social media, um, whether that's Twitter or, um, or Instagram or even like group chats, because I feel like I'm at the point where I'm either like hypersensitive to certain things or I'm numb to certain things. But it's because like we're inundated with so much news every day. So much people are dying. People are dying. People are this like I still haven't even recovered from you it know is, the so building collapsing. Like a few, you know so much bad information, you know what I mean? And you just like oh there's hundreds and thousands of people that who 
are trapped in a flood, who died in the flood, buildings are collapsing, young black boys and men are getting shot up in the streets, women are being raped and killed. Like, it's just always, you know? And it's and it, it's like, before you, before the, heal, the, the wound heals, you're ripping off the bandit, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I, it's, it's become overload at this point. And that's why I was just talking to my friend about it. I was like, I honestly feel like we are living in a constant state of trauma, you know, mm -hmm. especially in the black community. Like it's, it's like nonstop trauma, you know, and before we can even process and, 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 um, categorize the prior trauma, we now are faced with a new one. And so not only is it consciously, it's subconsciously. And it's a huge problem. I think it's a very, very huge problem. In the last 24 hours, I have, you know, heard of Nipsey dying, seen the pictures of the boy that was killed by um, SARS. I have seen the um, body cam footage for the rapper that was sleeping in his car in Vallejo that was shot. And, like... Oh, there was gosh. a time when, like, all of that would have just been, like, one, you know, one would have happened every month. And it was not that it wasn't happening. It was just that it never got to me, kind of. And then you start to feel guilty of, like, do you feel like you're being, like, protected by, like, um, do you feel like you're being protected by... Your, your separation from it like is the distance helping you um to not you know have to deal with things or have to like process things or feel them and it's just like you know it's a lot so all of that really got me thinking about you know just loss and death period and i think so I was having a conversation with someone yesterday and I, you know, I just wanted to get your perspective. I was talking about how I wish growing up or like, maybe not necessarily when you're like five, maybe when you're like 13, like somebody has a conversation with you around loss and like the preparing yourself and your mind for it. Um, have you ever lost anyone that's, like, really close to you? I personally have not dealt with loss, um, which I'm happy I haven't thus far. Like, I mean, of course, people in our family have died, but these are family members who I've never seen before. Some of them, um, I mean, all of them, really. Like, some people on my dad's side, the family who have been in Nigeria, I've never seen them before. Like, whenever I go back home, like, I don't really see them. Um there's only, like, one person who I've seen before who died. Like, it was my dad's older sister. But I only saw her one time. And I think a lot of it has to do with the emotional connection, you know, because people can be family members, but you're not emotionally connected. So, like, the only reason why I felt any type of sadness was for my father because I know for him it had much more meaning than it did for me. But, like, as for me, like, I've never lost a close friend all my sisters are still here. My brother's still alive. My mom and dad are still alive. All my yeah. friends are good. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, I haven't dealt with that yet. Yeah, and I think, like, we, I wish people had real conversations around them, especially with, like, 
we talk about life as if like it's this endless well that we just have access to and the harsh reality is that if we looked at just like the numbers of like the world we're bound to like lose people um at some point and i've seen it before i've seen it on like i lost my bunkmate and classmate in in high school um in boarding school um and even for for a while i spent time blaming myself because i thought i feel like i've done that a couple times because i felt like i could have done more um apparently he was well not apparently he was sick for about four or five days with malaria and we were like, oh, you know, go to the sick bay, go to the sick bay. And he was like, no, I'm fine. He was just staying back in the room. And um, eventually we convinced him to go. And he they found out he was really sick. Within like a couple hours, they called his parents and they drove him home. And basically this was Saturday. And we were all thinking, oh, he's going to be he's going to be good. He's going to be okay. And then Monday we get to assembly and they said he died. Um, and there were no like, there were no like counseling services or anything. It was just like he died. And like, I remember my class being like super sad. I remember them clearing out his desk, and like that was it. He was just here and he was gone. And for a while, I didn't even think that it registered in my head. I didn't think that I had like. Like, I properly felt it, but that numbness or that separation just made it very, like, I guess a little bit easier for me to not connect with death. So, like, usually when my friends experience loss, you know, I I just tell them that I don't, like, I just ask them what they need from me. Um, I, because I don't, because I never know what to say. And people joke about, like, when my friends are going through things in their own lives, like, I know exactly what I need to say. I know what to say to, like, pep them up. I know how to compliment them, to encourage them. But, like, that particular subject, I become tongue-tied. I become, you know, damn near useless. Because I'm like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Um, But, you know, at a very young age, which I you think, know. Which I think is. I mean, I think that's fine, though. I think sometimes we always think we have to have some, like, you know, super deep statement to make when someone's mourning. But sometimes you just there. Like, your body and spirit is there for them, and that, that's enough, you know? Yeah, and, and, and I think I think that's that's why it's important to, like, to ask. And I feel like, like, Africans, for sure, like, I, we definitely have a horrible culture of asking people what they need. We just assume that that's, like, what we think they need is what they need. Like, oh, you know, just go to their house and, like, um, bring them, like, I don't know, cry with them or mourn with them. or like. And it's like, no, sometimes, like, what, is it, what does this person need? Do they want to be alone? Do they want to be with a lot of people? Do they want their mind to be taken off of it? Like, do they want you to talk? Do they just want you to just sit there and be numb and, and don't say shit? Um, I think, like, just finding out what that person needs is always, like, super important. Um, but I think, like, I also just feel really guilty when, like, I don't, like, the the sadness of the situation doesn't, like, 
deeply sit in me. Does that does that make sense? I mean, but like you shouldn't feel guilty though, because you can never feel what someone else is feeling unless you guys literally went through the same thing. But even if you went through the same thing, your feelings are not going to be the same as theirs. So um, I understand that it's probably natural because you, you really want to like be on that person's level and really know what it is they're thinking and feeling. But like, there's that's not possible, you know? And it's, so it's just like, I don't think you should feel guilty about it. It's just a matter of just being sympathetic and being respectful to what they're feeling and not trying to minimize it in any way, you know? And I, I hate the people who are like, oh, you know, like they, they try to almost rush your feelings, you know, mm. or like bottle it up. Like, oh, it's, you're just feeling this, you'll be fine. Or, you know, um, you don't need to cry or, you know, you'll get over it in, in, in due time. Like, they try to say these things or like do the, I, I hate that, you know, don't ever try to tell someone how to manage their, the, the pain they're going through or like tell them that, you know, this isn't going to help your problem. So you shouldn't do this, you know? Um, so I don't think you should feel guilty, but just definitely don't try to take away or even add to someone's emotions. Like just let them feel what they're feeling and that's it. You know? Yeah. I think there's like, there's that, but also like, I think maybe a part of it is also just depends on how like the life or the age of the person that they've lost because, and the reason why I ask that is everybody was sad and I was sad that my grand my grandfather passed, but like I knew he was going to die at some point. <laughs> it sounds really crappy to say, but he was almost 102. Like I felt like at some point it was going to happen. So maybe in my mind, I started mentally preparing for it, but when it happened, I had like an instant, like I had instant sadness. But then right after it came to like it, it very quickly changed from sadness to resolution of like this is how it's, I was gonna feel this way anyway. Does that make sense? Like yeah, like I I was I was like okay I felt it. I'm not like I loved him. I I was happy I saw him in December, but like I wasn't gonna cry. Like, I wasn't going to, like, I don't know. Which I eventually I mean, did. I mean, I also but... think that when you, uh, there's different, like, I think the most tragic type of situations are the ones we never expected or anticipated, you know? Mm. Um, so, like, uh, uh, your grand, someone's grandparents dying is still very tragic, but I know a lot of people who weren't, you know, distraught over it because they're like okay you know my grandmother is 95 like you know we all know she's not going to live forever and she's been battling you know a failing liver this you know different so it's like it's still sad that she's gone but it's not like a, a knife in the gut you're like okay we've planned for this we prep for this i've already compartmentalized my feelings i'm cool you know mm -hmm. um but it's the ones that like nipsey like the ones we couldn't even see coming, like we never dreamt of, we never thought about it, that just hit you like a speeding car. That's those are the ones that just leave you speechless and and like you're filled with so much emotion um, because you didn't have time to prepare yourself. You simply didn't have time to prepare yourself, yeah. and it just feels like you're almost you've been violated. You know, what I mean, like someone like something just violated you and you don't you can't do anything about it. That's literally what it is. You know, yeah. it's crazy. I think like 
even thinking about that, like the way you kind of just said it right now, um, every time some something like this happens, I think the thought that comes to my head the most is always like, nothing is guaranteed, and do the best you can while we're here, type of thing, and like I know it's very tricky to force your mind to think about that when you have so many ambitions of like what you want to do or achieve in life. But I think that um, you just think about how you don't have a lot of time. Like, and I wish that there's a balance that people have of like being able to think through having time but also like activating their purpose in life because I feel like some people um, spend their whole life like chasing after what purpose is supposed to be. Um, And then some people like find it early, live in it and like are fine with like life ending. Of course, nobody wants to get shot, but like, like if, Oh, if we're, if we're all to end today, I feel like I've done. Okay. Um, and I started thinking about it because, and I'm going to say this right now and it, it, it might, to the super religious people, it might piss them off, but I, <laughs> I thought, I thought about it last night and I was like, it's interesting. Um, I was saying to a couple friends that people always talk about the legacy of Jesus, right? And how Jesus came to die for our sins. But like, that was like the shortest, most effective like delivery job ever because this man died when he was 33 and you know came sacrificed himself and he's gone and in the amount of time it took him to like live his ministry or whatever he like touched you know thousands of lives and basically changed the course of like a particular religion and like for some people might not be the best example but like I just started thinking about, like, what would I do? And I'm asking you this question as well. Like, what would you do if you found out that you only had, like, six months left? I mean, I don't know. Would you, like, would you like live life differently from how you're living it right now? I hate hypothetical questions. I really do because I can't, I can only answer them with, like, the answer is not real. You know what I mean? The answer is not real because no one really knows what they're going to do until that six months come. So I can easily say, wow, I'm going to really live out all my dreams and I'm going to do, but I, I don't know. I might live out all my dreams. I might decide to go on some crusade and heal as many people as I would like to heal. Or maybe I'll, I'll be sit in my room every day in the dark. I don't know. You know what I mean? So mm. I, I personally can't answer that question. I just can say that I'd hope the six months would, 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 how do I want to say this? I'd hope the six months that I'm alive, that I have left to live, would be a good memory for the people around me. That's what I can say. In whatever way that happens, I just hope that for the people who are going to outlive me, and have to live with the memory of me, I hope that they only have good memories. 
Yeah. But to say what I would do, I don't know. I think like maybe like being in particular situations that have forced me to think that I've had to like start thinking about it in a weird way. Like another way that I've been thinking about it is like my dad is 65. He's going to be 66. And like I hate when the thought like he makes me sick to my stomach when the thought comes in my head. But I'm always thinking to myself like what would I do? What do I need to do? And maybe it's just also just like being the firstborn and like worrying about my family. But like, what would I do if my dad wasn't here? And immediately after I'm like praying, I'm like, God, I hope this doesn't happen. But like, I'm also like, I guess there's a hint of realism that I'm juggling in my head as well. But like a couple of years ago, I went under the knife for my knee surgery. And they were talking about like, Right before I went in, they were talking about the effects of anesthesia. And they were like, oh, you know, you, you should be fine. And, like, the doctors would tell you, like, you should be fine because they don't want to, like, tell you that it sometimes goes south. And as I was about to go under, I was like, what if I don't wake up? And, like, what would people say about me? Like, what would be said that I did or I did right? Like, what account would the people that are close to me give? And it doesn't govern or influence my day-to-day, but I think it motivates me to, like, stop assuming that I have all the time in the world um, to, like, touch lives. I mean, that's very real, and I think it's 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 kind of funny how we've all been i mean let's i mean most people or let's just say i mean we're not conditioned to think we're all gonna die at the age 25 you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. but i just think it's interesting how sometimes we think that we literally have a lifetime to do certain things and it's such a privileged way of thinking um that you have now until you're 90 95 to i'm you know i have all this time to accomplish this and Mm -hmm. and i don't think people should think that way and it's very hard not to because as human beings we want to live you know and you want to live a long life um but one has to really start thinking about things on a shorter term basis so like instead of saying well in 10 years i'm going to make this impact what impact can you make today you know what like today with this 24 hours what are you going to do like are you going to do something meaningful or are you not you know what i mean and i really and it's hard to think like that i understand but i think it really will change people's lives if they really try to adopt that mindset is like you wake up today you're like man i have 24 hours you might not even have 24 hours you know what i mean nipsey hustle thought he had 24 hours but he didn't you know so it's like what am I going to do now? Like, I, I, like, I feel like you just have to start being more conscious of, like, how you speak to people, how you speak to yourself, the things that you do with your time, you know, because everything matters. And it's, like, literally a race down to the, each minute, you know? And, and it's, like, when you see things like this happen with the Nipsey situation, you just really think, like, wow, I could wake up today at 8 o'clock in the morning and not make it back to my bed by 10 p.m. at night, you know what I mean? And it's like, that's such a scary thought. And so I just think people should start thinking more 
short term. I'm not saying don't plan out your life, but don't plan it in such a way that you're postponing things that you could be doing now, you know? Mm. I think, like, yeah, I, I mean, that's probably the most spot on um, thing that I kind of took away from all of this was, like, I don't operate like I have all the time in the world. Um, and, like, for some people, it's not even like that they're thinking about that they have all the time in the world. It's just because they're searching for perfection. Like, yep. oh, I want to do everything. I want to get the right amount of money. I want to meet the right people, get the right connections before I start doing things. And it's like, no, like, life is not waiting for you to do things. Like, you just have to start living now. Um, and, like, just living, living it the way you want it to be left. And I used to hate when I used to see those, like, Maybe when I was a teenager, I used to hate when I saw those, like, um, quotes where it would be like, live the life that you want today, da 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 because, you, you know, you, nobody knows tomorrow. I'm like, you know, it's that, it that, it that privilege that you were talking about where I just, like, used to assume that, yeah, of course I'm going to wake up tomorrow. Of course, like, I'm going to go to this thing. Of course I'm going to be rich when I get older. But, like, you don't know that. And even, like, what you were saying earlier like I like I live very close to Oakland. I'm I I can tell you right now that kids in East Oakland that are just hoping to make it to 16. Like right. their whole reality is I don't want to die before I'm 16 years old. And I'm over here thinking about like, oh, you know, when I'm 40 and I have kids and I have my house and I'm going to do this and that, but it's like who says you're going to get that? And, like, what are you doing today to make sure that, you know, you live the, you know, the kind of legacy that you want behind, you know, in the event that that doesn't happen? Um, But, you know, I think a few years ago we had this, um, what's it called? This um, purpose-driven book. Did you ever read that book? What's it called? It's called, um, uh, what's the word? What is the name of this book? Um, crap, 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 crap. I don't know why I'm blanking right now. It's okay, um, but what was it about? It, it's, I think it's a purpose-driven life. Yeah, it's the pur- it's the purpose-driven life by Rick Warren. Um, and basically talks about, like, Oh, you got to read that book. It talks about, like, how it's, like, not necessarily how to find your purpose, but how to live in your purpose. Um, and, um, you fi- like, you ju- like, finding it out, honing it, and, like, living in it all the way. Um, and how like people spend their entire life just living working regular jobs but like they never find their purpose um do you do you have a particular moment that you felt like you knew exactly what you wanted to do in life um well <laughs> yes and no um so it wasn't, I, I went to do NYSC in 
October 2015. Okay. Um, and I think somewhere along, I think towards the end of NYC, like the following October, September, you know, August, I think that's when I really started thinking like, wow, you know, I don't want to be a pharmacist. I don't want to be a physical therapist. I have no type of desire but, you know, I've always liked fashion. You know, I like to organize things. Like, I just thought about all these things. And I was like, let me just try this. And so that's mm. what really inspired me to, like, start my online boutique and things like that. But one thing I will say, I, I, I really do feel like finding one's purpose is like, a, it's like a journey. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think that your purpose can also change throughout life, you mm-hmm. know. And sometimes people think, oh, I only have one purpose. That's not the, that's, that's a lie. You know, you could have many purposes throughout your life. And once one purpose has been fulfilled, you move on to the next one. Um, and I also think that you don't really find your purpose sometimes until you start doing, until you allow your mind to open up and until you stop being afraid of, of stepping outside of what people have envisioned for yourself. Um, and so I think that for me, that was a big thing is like, you're so consumed with like, especially with African households and, you know, you're so consumed with the life that your parents have, have thought of you, you know, like my, my daughter, my son is going to grow up to be some great medical doctor and everything's going to be great. And, you know, and maybe that is your passion. Maybe that is your purpose. Per- like That's wonderful. But I think we're growing up to be so conditioned to like, this is what you need to be doing. This is this is how you should see yourself. And we become so afraid to step outside of that, that some people never ever find their purpose before until it's too late. So like, I really think people should step outside of the normal. Even if you come back, at least you know you came back with intent and that you came back by your own choice. And so step out and figure out and do things. And that's really how you find your purpose in this life. Yeah, I think you're right. Because um, I think a lot of people just have it kind of programmed for them. Um, and I'm glad that I you know, I had a family, I had parents that allowed me to sort of like explore it myself and like discover who I am. Um, you know, talking to my mom, um, with like all the stuff on my show, um, when it first started and like, I was like, oh, you know, I'm starting this show. And she was like, oh, you know, sort of visioning with it, with me. Um, and like when, you know, we went in December to Nigeria and like did what we did, like just seeing her, like, she just knew that this was supposed to be it. Um, and I love the fact, I'm so grateful to God that I had like the family unit that allowed for that. Um, because some people don't have that and don't have the, um, you know, and I think the other thing is like, sometimes people assume that their purpose is like to be super, like to be grandiose and this like very loud. But like, I think, my my favorite word of how I want to live my life is to just be impactful. And like, I think when people start to think about their impact more than like the magnitude of it, um, right. They can start living more like fulfilling lives because um, just thinking about like, 
certain certain situations, right? Like, there's someone. My mom used to make the, talk about this person a lot. The guy is the um, photographer for the general overseer of a church. Mm. He makes more than some people make on Wall Street every year. And he tours the world with this general overseer. And he all he does is hold the camera and take pictures. Now, some people want to be president. Some people want to be like, you know, the first CEO to da-da-da-da or to cure cancer. But, like, people talk about the the person that invented the toilet. But everybody ever talks about the person that thought about the first toilet roll. Um... Because, like, it seems like it's much smaller. But the reality is, like, that person is just as important. And that person has fulfilled, accomplished whatever they're supposed to accomplish in life, even if it's not, like, the loudest thing, if that makes sense. Because everybody always talk about people that made iPhones and the first plane and the first black person to fly a plane and you know, whatever. But, like, I think in a way, thinking about life, like, you don't it's not gonna end today, so live your best life. But then in the same breath, thinking about it could end today, so let me live my most impactful life. Yes, like, that's exactly how you gotta think about it. Um But yeah, so we're gonna take a break. Um and then come back. Let me put some some music in your life. And um, have you fill up your your glass Put of wine? Put on some Nipsey. Put on um, some Nipsey. Or I played. I played some Nipsey to start the show. No, you gotta play. You gotta play dedication. Oh my god! You gotta play. You want everybody again. to start crying today now? That's what you want to happen. <laughs> okay, what, Look, what would we, you like? Me, are, what would you like me to play? Play dedication. Or play victory lap, like yo, you know. I just <laughs> does does feeling... you guys doesn't Wobia sound like she's about to cry right now? She's scaring me because it sounds like I'm about to play this song, and before I come back from break, you'd be sniffling and like. I think she's crying already, guys. That's Hugs. Not... No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm... Um, just play some Nipsey, man. Just play some Nipsey. <laughs> All right. Um, before we, oh, before we go on break, um, if you have a, um, I guess like a request or if you have, um, something that you want us to hear out, um, let us know and we'll make the effort to, to do so. All right. Um, this is the Rant Show. This is Gita Lounge Radio. Your life, your music. We'll be right back.
So go ahead. Send them in. Why are you running? Why are you running? I should be Hello? Egg bombing. Hello? 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 Oh. Hi. This is Sami. Or the wordsmith. Whatever, really. I hope you're enjoying this episode. There's a lot more to come. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. And if you're an avid listener, we appreciate you. Please make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and make sure to share with others. And we thank you for all your support. Keep listening, and I hope you keep enjoying. I'm the type that's gon' go get it. No kidding. Breaking down a switch in front of your building. Sitting on the steps, feeling no feelings. Last night it was a cold killer. You gotta keep the devil in this hole, nigga. But you know how it go, nigga. I'm front line every time it's on, nigga. 100 pro flow. Run and shoot pro. 458 drop. Playing bulletproof soul. Every few shows, I just buy some new gold. Circle got smaller, everybody can't go. Downtown Diamond District, jewelers like yo. Hustle, holla at me, I got Cubans on the low. Through the Cancun, smoking Cubans on the boat. Then dock that Tulum just to smoke. Look, listening to music at the Maya Ruins. True devotion on the bluest ocean. Cruise, my cultural influence, even revolution. I'm integrated vertically, y'all niggas blew it. They tell me hustle, dumb it down, you might confuse me. It's like that weirdo rap you motherfuckers used to. I'm a urban legend, South Central in a certain section. Can't express how I curb the tactics. Guesses, evidence of a divine presence. Blessings, held me down at times I seem reckless. Effort, got an L but got an E for effort. Stretched it, dropped him off in the Mojave Desert. Then left him, ain't no answer to these trick questions. Money making nip, straighten out my jewelry on my best dresser. Well known, flick up in jail clothes. Snatch a champagne bottle from Rico's till T show. Whatever, nigga, playing chess, not checkers, nigga. 38 special for you, clever niggas. See, bro, you ain't living down by the street code. Been through all these motions, up and down like a seesaw. I can never view you as my equal. Fuck, I wanna hear your CD fall. Phone call and the rest get handled. It's 
Just another front step with candles No message from the set We accept your challenge Generation, blue pill in the fucking matrix, red rose in the great pavement. Young black nigga trapped and he can't change it. No, he a genius, he just can't claim it. Cause they left him no platform to explain it. He frustrated, so he get faded. Like deep down inside, he know you can't fade him. How long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? I need some real nigga reparations. Or I run up in your bank just for recreation. Dedication. Hard work, plus patience to some more of my sacrifice I'm done waiting, I'm done waiting Told you that I wasn't playing Now you hear what I've been saying Dedication Dedication Not the box, boxing homies three on one. Got DP, but I ain't dropped. Trip on me, here I come. Spin around the block, they broke on me. Said I ran a stop sign, but that's a lie. I spent my whole life staring at the stage, playing Sega, daddy smoking shirt, mama playing spades, catching papers. Grandma said I get some Jordans for my grades. That's my baby. When she died, my heart broke a hundred ways. I spent my whole life trying to make it, trying to chase it. The cycle of a black man divided, trying to break it. You take a lost shit, don't cry about it, just embrace it. Minor setback for major comeback, that's my favorite. My nigga L said you do a song with Nip. K dot here, better grip. I said here, man, first you hear the words out his lips about flourishing from the streets to black businesses. Level four, y'all living, giving to false imprisonment. Listen close, my nigga, it's bigger than deuces and foes, my nigga. Since elementary, we close, my nigga, you're straight like that. I give you the game, go back to the turf and give it right back. For generations, we've been dealt Bad hands with bad plans Prove your dedication by hopping out Grand Ams I'm at the premiere, politicking with Top Nip and Snoop Damn, clock watching the way we cool from dedication If it ain't congratulating, then it look like hate If it ain't congratulating, then it look like what Nip said Hold up Nah, this ain't entertainment It's four niggas on a slave ship These soldiers and spirituals I swam against them waves with Ended up on shore to their amazement I hope the example I set's not contagious Lock us behind gates, but can't tame us Used to be stay safe, now stay dangerous Cause ain't no point playing defense, nigga That's why I dove off the deep end, nigga Without a life jacket Couple mil, toward the world, all my life cracking Cook the books, bring it back, so it's no taxes Royalties, publishing, plus our own masters I'd be damned if I slay for some white crackers I was mapping this out, I hit the heist backwards Hopping out the 85 and Reebok classes Ran a couple marathons just to get established To make it happen, you got to have it. Dedication 
Hard work plus patience to some more of my sacrifice. I'm done waiting, I'm done waiting. Told you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying. Dedication. 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 Well, I go wish you well. I said, 
You're listening to The Rants on Giddy Lounge Radio with my son, the wordsmith. Keep it locked. Mommy Ranta says so. And we are back. Just like that. Welcome back. In a flash. In a jiffy. In the middle of the night. We are back. I hope you guys enjoyed some Nipsey Hustle over the break. Um... So you listen to Victory Lap, you listen to Dedication, um, and you listen to Tie You by Victor A.D. and David Doe. Um, I felt interested in understanding people's, like, kind of access to their self-care avenues like if and when something bad would happen like who do you lean on who do you turn to um and i think i wanted to just find out and i guess i wanted to sound out again on today's episode i know some people have like like okay we have an incredible support network of people that listen to the show. I'm immensely proud of the people that listen to this show. Um, because when we've heard like difficult stories, I've had conversations around, you know, breast cancer, loss, rape, culture, you know, rape itself, um, sexual assault, or abuse. Like, I've seen people always stand up to support people and fight for people. Um, And, you know, it's just a reminder that we're here. Um, It might seem kind of, like, far removed from your regular life, but, yeah, we're here. We're here to listen. We're here to be that, like, extra support if you need it. Um, And, yeah, so just please reach out. That could be for you know, for Nipsey, for the SARS situation, for your own personal situation, like, you know, just just reach out. Um, we're a DM away, um, or an email away, and um, you know, we we'll always try to make um, ourselves available for you guys. Um, if you have not voted. The last day of voting for um, Asha Freak. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. Yes! Oh my God. Guys, you don't know how much that means to me. Um, the last day of voting is today. So, please. Please vote. Get out there and vote. Day. Use all of your email accounts. All of them. First of all, she's not allowed to tell you to do that because that's cheating. But I'm saying you should do it. So, if they come and arrest us, it's me that they will arrest. Because she did not actually say it. But I said it. Um, <laughs> get all those votes in. Um, let's put a smile on her face. And um, get her happy. Or just get her Chipotle. Whatever. That shit. Oh my gosh. If anyone <laughs> wants to give me Chipotle this week... You'll be my new best friend. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
My cash app is Igwe Bay. Thank you. You should just just tweet it out. <laughs> just tweet it out so we can we can get you some Chipotle. Today. Um. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would love it so much. But yeah, I think you know, just making sure that um, you know, we we will be here next week. Um for you guys um what? hopefully i mean go ahead. can i touch on something real quick mm-hmm. it goes back to um something that bothered me with with how people were talking about the nipsey situation um people making the same references those typical stereotypical references oh wow you know black on black crime like i've seen that i've seen that on my timeline a lot today and i just want to touch on it because i i'm tired of people spreading that narrative um because it's a very false narrative um and it angers me because it's like whenever a killing or something happens in the black community um it's so quick to be labeled as wow you know these black people keep killing each other you know this is why they they this all these things keep happening to them this is why this but it's not a real thing you know and i'm tired and i think over the years this society has been conditioned to believe that it's a real thing um but yet it's been proven and shown that anyone living in the same community is more likely to kill each other than anyone else. So intra intraracial, not interracial, intraracial killings are responsible for more than half of the killings that happen, meaning that someone who looks like you is more likely to kill you than someone who does not look like you, simply due to proximity, simply due to where you live. So let's stop perpetuating this 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 story of black on black crime because it makes it it then turns into people perceiving black people as as more violent than other people or as not not deserving of respect or or fair treatment as other people because we are killing ourselves and that's not true you know what i mean white people kill each other all the time but you don't see people talking about wow these white this white on white crime you know italian mobsters the russian they these things are glorified you know, but you don't see people talking about, wow, these Italians, you know, all these mob movies that keep killing each other. I don't know what's going on. And it's just, I'm tired of it. It's not true. And I just really wanted to touch on that because it's, it's, it deflects and it takes away from what the actual serious issues are. You know, anyone who wants to debate me, I'm ready. You can at me on Twitter. You know what I mean? I'm here for you because it's not a real thing. So I really wish we would stop perpetuating this black on black crime um. Hello, baby, there. Ah, uh, darn it, we lost her. Um, but quite frankly, I don't have anything to add to what she said because she was just she was dropping knowledge. Um, but. Yeah, that is 
very true. I think we, I think not even just like, you know, perpetuating the stereotype of black on black crime is just the insensitivity that comes online sometimes is very like annoying. Um, and unnecessary. I think sometimes things happen and yeah, you might not understand them or you might not connect to it directly, but just like, you don't need to say anything. Um, because I've seen people do the whole like, oh, suddenly everybody's a Nipsey fan or this, that, and the third. And it's like, nobody asked you. Um, so (laughs) yeah, it's just, you know, if you're, um, if you're going to be insensitive, which all of that, like, to be honest, like even the whole, like to a certain degree, people were going overboard with the whole conspiracy theories because I was like, you guys are taking away from the fact that somebody's actually dead. Correct. Like, all of right. your trying to, you know, do, you know, Matlock or turn yourself into FBI agent is just like, you're like the family, the the fans, the friends, those people are not thinking about that right now. Um, they're thinking about the fact that somebody that they looked up to, they cared about, is gone. Um, and just leaving the space. Um, but, yeah. It's just... I agree. It, it, I think we should just yeah. be very sensitive to the situation and let's leave the conspiracy theories. Let's leave the finger pointing and, you know, stereotyping for now and like just focus on the fact that we lost someone who was really great that's that's it you know yeah Yeah. um all right well that's our show today um and as much as i wanted to you know um cancel the show because i just felt like it was a lot um, I also felt like you guys just needed, you know, for some people, this is their let me forget about my life opportunity. So um, I hope, you know, for those of you that are listening live and those of you that are going to be listening tonight or tomorrow, um, I hope you feel a lot better than you, you know, did at the beginning of the show. And I hope that you have a great rest of the week. Um to my East Coast folks, I'll see you later. Yes. And, um, <laughs> to Wait, are you gonna come see me? What, what, <gasps> Am I going to come see you? <gasps> I mean, it might um, be happening this summer. It just might. Who's talking about <sighs> the summer? <sighs> I'm sorry. I wish I could just drop everything I was doing and hop on a plane. I really do. But my bank account will not allow me. <laughs> if the bank account will not allow you, allow the bank account. <laughs> it's just, you know. See, this is the thing that I was telling folks. that People don't believe that. <laughs> there was a, like, all of this is conditioning, you know. Thinking your account needs to be in black or in red is all conditioning. There was a time in my life that my account only knew red. <laughs> <laughs> like it did not know another color. I, I have I have real life bills to pay. I like to all pay we life. knew was red. It was just. <laughs> 
But Yo, that was a long time ago. Have you, know? you ever... Not- no, 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 no. Look, let me tell you this. Have you ever, like, taken the coins in your car, gone to a gas station, <laughs> giving them and told them to give you a dollar note, and then gone to the ATM to deposit the dollar to avoid getting overdraft fee? Have you... <laughs> that has never happened to me. <laughs> Yo, there was a time in my life that I will only buy gas from Shell. And I'll buy it on credit. I'll use, I'll hit I'll use credit on the machine because it will take three days to post on my account. So in that three days, I have time to go and find the money to put. It. Oh, you were see. really living like on the edge. Fam, you were living like the has been um has been yeah. God, thank God for where we are today, and that's why I'm not going back down. No backward um, movement. No Only backward movement. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I definitely feel a lot better than I did before the show I started. I feel a lot better. And Shout out I to didn't Wobia. cry. I didn't cry. I, I was so glad because I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I can't give you like an air hug or a virtual hug because, you know, you're not there um, or here. So, um, but yeah, I think, you know, and to anybody else that needs, you know, support, you know, you can always use the Curious Cat link if you want to be anonymous. Send us an email. DM myself. DM Wobia. Um, please make sure you vote. Um, vote, vote, vote. And shout Thank out to you. anybody that did not try to pull an April Fool's joke on me today. I appreciate you. Oh my goodness. Because I would have kicked your ass if you did. Um, if anyone tried to do April Fool's on me, I probably would have cussed them out. I would have cussed them out. I think, like, maybe because <laughs> of the news that happened yesterday, I think for a lot of people, they just weren't, like, in the mood anymore exactly like yeah so it was just like even if i wanted to do it it's just the wrong time but then you still have some people i mean i've seen instagram videos and pranks and stuff some people still went ahead so props to them shout out happy birthday to my cousin um happy birthday sabuki i hope you had a great day and um yeah podcast is going to be up later tonight make sure you download you know support um subscribe on itunes and on soundcloud um, we are working on getting the show on Spotify as well. So look out for that. Soon come. Soon come. Um, but yeah, and um, start getting your coins ready for our summer merch. Because once the sun finally starts coming out, we will be letting you know to give us your cash dollars. So we can use it to do... Give so me can, your money. So, I want so, we, so Wobi and I can be shouting, oh my God, it's our dollars. Um, but, <laughs> but till next time ladies and gentlemen have a fabulous rest of the week um i'm going to leave you with i'm going to close the show out actually with um some of the songs that are on my playlist this week and some nipsey as well so um enjoy um keep your head up stay out of trouble be, be your best self take care of yourself ask yourself how you're doing are you really good um and if you're not you know go through those self-care routines to make sure that you're in a better place will be anything else you want to say nope i just want everyone to know you're loved you're cared for you're cared about and just continue to spread as much positivity as you can that's it there you go um my word for you for the rest of this week is do not be a daughter of jezebel or a son of Ikan. So mm. next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been the Rant Show. It's been Giddy Lounge Radio, and we'll be our says. What? Where'd you go? Hello.
Yes. Did you cut me off? I did. Why would I cut you off? I was waiting for you to say it. Oh, I think my connection like went out for a second. I think wow. That's See, Nigerian women always blaming Nigerian men. Always. I didn't even do anything. Anyways, I'm getting blamed. Repeat, repeat, so I can say repeat, repeat. I said it's Giddy Lounge Radio. It's the Rant Show. Your life. Your life. Your music. <laughs> Good night, ladies and ah! Sweet past sugar, but your love me sweet past money. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a little carry something or something. I know go fit to live without you, Maria, 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 Chica, Maria, Maria, Chica, Maria, oh yeah, sweet Maria. If you want me to cross you go I no go give another man do I dey fear for the love I dey feel If you break in my heart I go die Cause upon a time my person kept person But this in my love no be story Now you get in my medicine Since then I start to the body When I dey give out for money I dey like when she say Ricky Otito she said, give me good loving. Cause she now the remedy to ease her soul. She dey call me sugar, sugar. I dey call her mommy, She dey call me honey, I dey call her mommy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I was driving out in the V12 with the racks in the middle. I was riding around in the V12 with the rags in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I was riding around in the V12 with the rags in the middle. Had to pray to Almighty God, they let my dog out the kennel. When you get it straight up by the mud, you can't imagine this shit. I've been pulling up in the drop tops with the baddest bitches. Young nigga been focused on my check. Mm-hmm. Got a new coupe wrapped around my neck. Mm-hmm. Trying to put the water on my potato. I got killers to the left of me. Mm-hmm. Where's lurking on her? Ain't show no mercy on her. We're going back to back. We put a curfew on her. It was dark clouds on us, but that was perfect for us. We know you always crash and burn, but it was working for us. Let me tent the V12. Double check the details. Gotta cross my T's and dot my eyes or I can't sleep well. Millions off of retail. Once again, I prevail. Knew that shit was over from the day I dropped my pre sale. Hold up, let the beat bill. See me in the street still. I've been fighting battles up a steep hill. They gave my road dog 12, it was a sweet deal. And I've been riding solo trying to rebuild. Look. I was riding around in the V12 with the rags in the middle. Had a pray to Almighty God, they let my dog out the kennel. When you get it straight up by the mud, you can't imagine this shit. I've been pulling up in the drop tops with the baddest bitches. Young nigga been focused on my check. Mm-hmm. Got a new coupe wrapped around my neck. Mm-hmm. Trying to put the water on my potato. I got killers to the left of me yeah. Look, under no condition Would you ever catch me slipping? Motorcated shooters plus the Maybach chauffeur driven If they catch me with it, don't send me off to prison Judge ain't sympathizing, court don't show forgiveness Engine in the Lambo drowning out the music Sip Dior with the flowers, five gold Cubans 
Champagne while I shop, hope I splurge foolish Closing escrow twice this month, both commercial units Damn, I wish my nigga fast was here How you died 30-something after banging all them years Grammy nominated, in the sign of shedding tears All this money, power, fame, and I can't make you reappear But I'll wipe him though We just embrace the only life we know If it was me, I'd tell you, nigga, live your life and grow I tell you, finish where we started, reach them heights, you know And gas the V12 till the pipe and smoke I was riding around in the V12 with the rags in the middle Had to pray to almighty God, they let my dog out the kennel When you get it straight up by the mud, you can't imagine this shit I've been pulling up in the drop tops with the baddest bitches Young nigga been focused on my check, mm-hmm Got a new coupe wrapped around my neck, mm-hmm Tryna put the water on my potato, mm-hmm I got killers to the left of me, mm-hmm Another million dollar bail, that's just some regular shit See my granny on the jet, some shit I never forget Next day we flew to Vegas with my Puma Connects We break bread, we ain't new to success Blade music and best Enterprise, take lucrative steps Cold game, but I knew it was chess As a youth in the set Learn the game, you a student at best But it's a couple things you can expect Look, just like money, no money Niggas shooters respect Other shooters, we was both throwing my crew on your neck I'm on the freeway in the drop, it got me losing my breath I do the dash with the blues on the deck Thank you.